greetings, everybody. <laughs> it's another effing podcast about sitcoms. I'm your host, Michelle, and I'm with Luke and Stan and producer Dan, and we are here to rock your world about sitcoms. Thanks for coming and listening. Uh, we're going to, to get started, we're not going to, to get started, we need a suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> my head just shot into mode like okay <laughs> i heard pineapple <laughs> um but we're gonna actually not start with the the te- television show yet we're gonna we have this new segment that's gonna have a song soon maybe and uh it's called what are we watching what we're watching everybody listen Boop. luke what am i watching away. okay well Right now, I'm watching Better Things. I just got into it, even though it's been on for a while. The Pamela Adlon What's show. Her, yeah, she's such a... Oh, she's so, so good. And I'm. it's very weird because I really... We watched... Michelle and I watched it. We're having this weird thing where like, we watched it when it was on the air. Like a couple episodes because some of them are familiar and some of them are not. And we, we didn't like it. It felt very like a ripoff of Louis C.K. show, Louis. Right. And ugh, Which yeah. makes sense because she... Yeah. Well, wait, was that the Louis C.K. show Louis with Louis Anderson? Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> Want to see something? <laughs> no. Nope. I'll take it. Oh, boy, did this train just come to a screeching halt. Oh, um, no, and, and in fact, the one episode that we remembered watching that, like, like the one where we were like, no, I can't watch it anymore, was, was one that was written by him. And it's very Louis. It has, like, no story. It's just her reacting to something and then shutting down but the stuff that has a plot and it has structure to it is so good but that's not the one i want to talk about oh there's a show sorry real quick we just finished it's only six episodes it's called this way up it's on hulu and i cannot say enough good stuff about it it is so good it's aisling b and sharon horgan it's a british show uh yeah it's amazing. Nice. What? What's a little more premise talk about it? Maybe. The okay, sir. So, uh, Aisling B and Sharon Horgan are sisters. It's about Aisling B. She like the first scene is her coming out of um, uh, rehab because she has a breakdown, a mental breakdown, okay. and it's just kind of her adjusting uh, to life. It, it, it's very in the same vein of like uh uh, uh catastrophe and Fleabag and uh, just super fun british fun uh british fun sorry i didn't ask this for better things but do they do like a a cool cover of that song by any chance by the kinks i don't know i was just curious it's a great song song. and fountain of wayne's does a fantastic cover of it uh stan what are you watching well this is going to be a what i will be watching and it's not um it's not uh it's not a series but i am super excited for mank the Herman Mankiewicz movie mm. with Gary Oldman. Oh, yeah. uh, I I am a huge Orson Welles, Citizen Kane, that era fan. And mm-hmm. um, when I saw that they had made a movie about alcoholic Her- Herman Mankiewicz and his like, you know, like slurry take on things, I- I'm psyched. I can't wait to see it. Gary Oldman, man. He, there's nothing he can't do. Yeah. There's nothing he's not in these days. Uh, yeah. He was on Friends. Remember that episode of Friends? No. He was on, he played... Like he had a, Joey, it was I think it was Monica and Chandler's wedding, and Joey got was able to get out early if his co-star could finish the scene. But his co-star was Gary Oldman, and he was too drunk to finish. <laughs> um, and the whole time, when hasn't like, that I, happened for you, girls? Mm-hmm. The show girls, yeah, uh, or show girls. 
but no, he, uh, uh, yeah. But the whole time, I mean, it's like, like peak Gary Oldman. So you're like, why is Gary Oldman on Friends? But wow. He was. Well, the, uh, I, I was huge into punk rock and he was Sid and Sid and mm-hmm. Nancy. So that to me, every single role I see him in 30 years later is like, look, it's Sid from Sid and Nancy. But he's, like, he's one of those guys that get lost in a role. I mean, he can. Yes. Like, yes. Remember when yeah. he was. He Lincoln? also did. Um, uh, no. Winston what? Churchill. He was in yeah. about a year or two ago and like you, you couldn't tell it was him. Yeah. In fact, it wasn't him. It was Winston. They pulled him out of the garage. Ground. Yep, that's where he stored. Right above the weed whacker. (laughs) He was actually uh, Kevin Hart in his last comedy special. Nobody knew that that was a secret. Nobody knew. But it was disappointing it wasn't his best special. Well, I mean, it's still Gary. He's not a Mm stand-up. No, no. You know what? Let's talk about this show. It's called Arrested Development, my friends. Now the story of a wealthy family who lost everything and the one son who had no choice but to keep them all together. It's Arrested Development. I I watched a bunch of this show um, this week. Mm. Um, I watched the three episodes we were supposed to watch, but then I watched uh, episodes one, two, and three of uh the first season to kind of remind myself where it all begins yeah then i watched episode 10 which is peer pressure which uh we can get into in a little bit but gun to my head might be my favorite sitcom episode of all time um and then uh what we were supposed to watch was uh season one episode uh 16 uh called missing kitty it's because of those tits Um, (laughs) it's the only reason it's the nipples i mean the nipples yeah it's just the cross-eyed nipples (laughs) Uh, and then, uh, then we, then I watched, uh, we were supposed to watch season two, episode one, which I did. And then we were supposed to watch season two, episode three. So I was like, well, let me watch episode two in the middle. Right. Why not? Uh, and then I just kept going after that. So I got up to about seven or eight. I think. Nice. Wow. So, uh, I may bring in details of episodes that Will we didn't you please? watch. I, I, I mean, I, it's hard to keep it straight. Yeah. I, I, I had a harder time watching these. I loved this show when it was on. I mean, I loved it, loved it, loved it. I think, I don't know if it's just I had a bad week. Uh, I had a rough week, I guess. Uh, it's, it's, that's my other podcast. <laughs> I feel like that's, the way, we, that's the way we introduce ourselves every week. <laughs> it's just, we live in a shithole time, guys. It's in a dumpster sure fire. It's true. Um, but it, no, uh, so I, I, there's a part of me that wants to go back. Like, I, I would love to talk about that episode, Peer Pressure. I'm sure I re- remember it, but I don't. You know, so much. Uh, this show too is a show that you couldn't really miss. No, because it's right. Like, like so... I, I actually, yeah. Like, I, I watched episode. Uh, I watched the three episodes we talked about. Episode one, and then skipped, and then went to episode three because I was like, oh shit, it's Saturday night. We're gonna record on Sunday. I gotta get these done. And between episodes one and three, I was like, wait, what happened? Joe yeah. was president. Like, oh, what? Yeah. You know, I, I, which was kind of the downfall of the show in a, in a way, because it was like you couldn't just pop it on. Nothing um, makes me feel um, more intimidated as someone who aspires to write sitcoms than this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, 30 Rock is like a, is a guns a blazing fire fest of, of jokes. But with this show, the layers of plot are so deep and so and they, long uh, and so smart and it's like i i will never i don't even know if i'm understanding all of it and i'm just watching it 
Like the foreshadowing so they make in season two for a season mm. four joke. Like, come yeah. on, you guys. Lots of oh. hand references that. It's oh gone. yeah, yeah. I mean, he. Yeah, I, I, if I hadn't, I wouldn't even. You know, like, oh, Buster, remember what it's like to have a hand? Like, so good. It's insane. Yeah. It's, it's insane. insane. It's insane. Um, and the the, uh, and I said this off mic. I I had a hard time even picking a scene because this is really a show of one liners, like mm-hmm. line after line after line. That is just they're all good. Yeah. There's no bad jokes. Nothing flops in this. No. Yes, but I will, and we alluded to this. So I will tell you, uh, in peer pressure, my the hardest I've ever laughed at a single joke. But the problem is that it takes a while to set it up. That's the thing. Yes, and that's and that's true of all the jokes in the show, and then the show in general. As you said, you couldn't miss an episode yeah. Yeah. because it was all referencing back to other stuff, um, which in our streaming age is fine. But back when the show was on, it just killed it because and it just was impossible to follow. It's, otherwise, It's not even because you won't catch flashback jokes. They have a plot that is just churning right. along, you know, yeah. like so many things happen over the course of these years that it's like, yeah. wait, now the dad's out of jail and now he's hiding in the attic. And now it's just yeah. so yeah. much movement. Yeah. I, re- I remember when it was on, like I missed a couple episodes. I came back and I'm like, why is Tobias dressed like Mrs. Doubtfire? <laughs> oh my Which god, that's very so funny. Oh well, Mrs. Featherbottom. Mrs. Featherbottom. <laughs> yeah. I, the, my one thought I had watching the show is I don't know why, and I guess the answer is probably just because it's really hard, but I, there never was another yeah. show like this. Not mm. really. I'm surprised because I'm Mr. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire thing. It's such a funny thing of like, what if someone does Mrs. Doubtfire but like for real, and of course it doesn't work because right. that right. that doesn't make any sense. Obviously, immediately you would know this is your husband <laughs> right. dressed up as an old lady. So it doesn't work for a second. And then he, <laughs> oh man, the one of the funniest things ever is when he he jumps off the balcony. Yep, with yeah, the that, umbrella Dan. to try to be to try to be Mrs. Uh, I mean, try to be Mary Poppins, <laughs> and he goes right through the table. It is so funny, Dan, and so no one reacts. God. Speaking oh, man, of um, funniest, hardest you ever laughed, that was one of yeah. when he. <laughs> I was so shocked when he cracked through the table. Oh, I know. And it's so, like, uh, it's so it's violent, so right? Like, it's not like I'm like, he shatters a glass table. And like, I laughed so hard. I remember, I, I don't remember what format we were watching it, but I rewound it. Well, we had the it, DVD, like, so I bet it was when the I saw it. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, I bet that's Yeah, I, I mean, it's interesting, too. Like, it's such a show that's, I mean, it's ahead of its time. It needed to be in a bingeable format or on an independent like you know basic cable network and just no one wanted it because they were when stupid it was like it it, it it well yeah i mean it, it like it, it could thrive it's in a the freaks and geeks yeah sort of scenario right yeah. it took it took commitment right like you yeah. yeah like we're all saying like you can't dip in and dip out of this show yeah plus it was what was yeah. it 2003 uh yeah, so uh there were three seasons and that's it. There were no more. That's right. Never that's talking about the rest perfect, of them. Perfect I know. But uh there were there were three seasons. Uh it began November second, two thousand three, and then ended February tenth, two thousand. I just stumbled okay. upon uh so, and I'm sure you guys probably know about it, this podcast that has uh Will Arnett, um Jason Bateman and uh, Sean uh Puffy Holmes. No, what the Hands? Uh, Sean, <laughs> Will and Grace, really... Sean oh. guy. Yeah, they're like oh, Sean three best friends, 
Anyway, so I stumbled mm-hmm. upon it, it, and Conan did an episode, and I, I just love Conan. So I was trying to run listening to that episode, and I couldn't run because I was bent over laughing so hard. So I highly recommend. No, I, no I don't idea. even know what it's called, this by is, the way. Uh, this is probably way too early in the podcast to get into this. First, things I, first thing, I don't know if anybody else. Does anybody remember a show called It's Your Move from the 80s? Jason Bateman. And yes. and the oh, husband yeah. of the neighbor on Married with Children, he was like the boyfriend of his mom. All right, hold on. Jason Bateman was okay. a teenager in this show. Uh huh. The his foil or his his adversary was the guy dating his mom okay. on the show. The guy who was dating his mom happened to be the husband of the next door neighbor on Married with Children in the very beginning. Right, right. The show probably was one season long. It, as it, it was one of my favorite shows it was a one-upsman show they always were running gags or like to screw each other and that's where jason bateman like sort of i think that i don't know if he well he was also on silver spoons he was the jerky kid and logan's family i knew him the hogan family he's on the hogan Uh, Hogan family (laughs) that all came after this well valerie's family which is fascinating could we just do a sitcom (laughs) about that just that whole i mean to talk about that well it's a sitcom so sure yeah but Sorry. Um, no, but just real quick for the audience that doesn't know, Valerie Harper was on a show. It was called Valerie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then her contract didn't get renewed, so they killed her in a car right. accident, I believe. And then she, and so they changed the show to call Valerie's family, much in the way that they did like right. Roseanne to the Connors. And then she sued, and they were like, "Okay, I guess." She was like, "Don't put my name anywhere on it." And then it became right. the Hogan and Sandy family. Duncan. Yeah, which San- was Sandy that? Yes, was in. that the, the father's uh, sister? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, and but Justin Bateman and is the dad was the kid, from the eldest Jason 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 Bateman. Exactly. Justin is his sister, which, which is also oh, and actually, I think Jason Bateman was, was on Little House on the Prairie because I see him in overalls in my head. I, I think <laughs> so. Stan, whatever you do in your personal time is I not needed for the podcast. <laughs> my fan, my my. Little House fanfic sees him as a as a as a masculine almond. He um yeah no I, was, I mean he does the every man so really straight. well. He's and so good. I don't know. Straight. He's so straight. And well, I don't know if, if you've watched Ozark. Yes, um, he's great in Ozark as well. And but he it, has a dark side too. He does. Well, yeah. I I, I I'm uh you know gonna uh rip your intestines out. Oh um, yes, Bateman, I mean, by the way. I hope you like that. He's got a Thanks. splash of all that in him. Uh yeah. That's, that's great. That's really great. <laughs> well, my whole thing that I just want to get out and not... It, there was the unfortunate Jeffrey Tambor is apparently not the easiest to work with. No. And not great, maybe, to women. Yes. And Jason Bateman sort of defended him. You know, not to defend Jeffrey Tambor, but if you listen to that interview or watch, read the article or whatever, it felt to me anyway that like Bateman was kind of like, Ah, uh, my show is now going because it was a fight between Jeffrey Tambor and the woman who plays uh, Lucille. Lucille, whose name the, the mother, the matriarch. Yeah, because yeah. uh, she was like, "Yeah, you were an asshole." Uh, oh, hey. And everybody else was like, mm, "Yeah, he was." Um, and then so Bateman was like, "Okay, everybody, let's get back to the show." <laughs> so it seems like less of a defense and more of like, "Let's let's course correct here and just." Kind of like step aside. I think so, but it's Jessica Walter. 
So uh, this is already, this is a couple of years ago, and I probably should have looked it up, but I I felt like there was a little bit more. I was actually at the the interview at SiriusXM when they had the whole cast. It was in the fishbowl. And the interviewee, I believe, was Jessica from um, EW. And if it was Jessica, and I'll find out, I can interview her to have her tell the story for this. But anyway, I mean, if she says yes, she might not. Um, So it went down like this. They're all on stage, right, in this box that's made of glass. It's called the fishbowl. And there's Jessica, the interviewer, Jess, and then all the cast. And Jess asks them, and Jeffrey might not have been in there because it had started happening with Transparent. Uh, so Jessica, she's like, well, she's, you know, he's, he's kind of hard to work with. And like, you could feel the air just go out of the whole cast because it's huge. Like this is, their ca- this is, this is them going back to Netflix and they have this big deal and it's, it's a big deal. And they just kind of look around, and nobody really supports Jessica Walter, and but they don't want to not support her either. Yeah. And um, I think someone was like, "Yeah, he, he can be hard." And um, like you said, J- Jason was like, "Well, I mean, we just you know, you just kind of have to those comic geniuses, kind of like that kind of thing." One one thing I will say is I just pulled up. Uh, a bunch of Ooh. tweets that Jason Bateman did afterwards, and he c- completely and wholeheartedly said, "I sounded like I meant things I didn't. I apologize, Jessica. I'm sorry." Okay, I feel great again because okay. it sounds yeah. like he was like, "I." It sounds like I. It sounds like I said things I didn't mean to say, Jessica. I. I. Compl- I was. This is a learning moment for me. He totally owned it and apologized, and now I can just love him all over again. Mm-hmm. Not well, love, him, love all him, over. him all over. Just yeah. love him all over again. Well, those overalls. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Over I mean, <laughs> you know, I think the other thing too is like, obviously, you know, he probably was like, I don't know what to say. Like, like uh, Michelle was saying that he, he, you know, he didn't want to be like, yeah, Jeffrey Tambor, my co-host or my co-star on this show that I'm trying to promote sucks, you know, or whatever. Like he was sort of stuck. But also, I mean, sort of what we were talking about, Jason Bateman has been in Hollywood since the early 80s. Yes. I'm sure he has seen a lot of difficult people yeah. and was told you just have to live yeah. with it. Yeah. For him to be the asshole to Ricky Schroeder, who just posted bail for yeah. uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm sure Rick Schroeder back in the day was... Right. Yeah. You don't just I'm turn sure. that way overnight. So, good job, Hollywood. <laughs> Fucking over a lot of people. <laughs> So Arrested uh, Development. Arrested Development. <laughs> I know we can cut no. all of this if you want. No, I really, no. I really took a left turn fast on this one. No, it's it's you know I, I it's interesting too because I, I think the thing that this show suffered from was its meta ness, right? I mean, it, yeah. it 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 spent the last season essentially begging people to watch and, and making reference to that you know they, there were jokes like oh hbo doesn't want us oh the housing building uh organization yeah you know, yes. Like that. yes yeah yeah and uh which is funny but it's also kind of like just work on the show and then and then when they went to netflix which was you know for a lot of us 
I don't want to speak for you guys, but like, you know, for me, it was like, oh, good. They're going to get the, 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 the thing that they, yes. they, they mm, yeah. get to have. Yeah. And what they did was they were like, oh, you know, now that we can binge, I can really dial up that you have to pay attention thing. And it was like, guys, I just want more jokes about yeah, yeah. Tobias, you know, like, and so it became this thing of like, well, I, this is what's expected of me. This is what I have to do uh, mm. because people, you know, it, it, I think more like i think the hype of the show got is involved with the actual show itself ruined yeah, it and ruined it in a lot yeah. of ways. i mean i think there's uh, yeah. well before we go on to season four yeah um oh. i i, Dude, I, I don't know what you're talking say. about yeah well <laughs> i actually five, actually i, I will well i will i've never seen season five no, um, no that, that happened during the the, the press yeah I didn't, I didn't know season five yeah yeah but i i i watched season four i thought it was fine yeah. um and then someone i know watched season five and they were like don't oh. uh just it'll it'll was, <laughs> it'll ruin your memory and it was, was justin yeah. statement. jason Jason. No, it was Justin. <laughs> Justin said, Don't Justin. Watch it. Um, yeah. in my, which season, it was it four or five, where they actually almost have no scenes where everybody's together because everybody is so famous oh, it's at four. this point? It yeah, was four. you yeah. can really, really feel that. And that's, and that's, I mean, well, okay, so we will talk. I, I'll talk about it. The only thing I'll say is just that, first of all, don't go home again. Like, yeah. Yeah. you know, but, but it also was a time where, like, you know, Netflix got the show and it's funny but like in 2013 the idea of like oh netflix is going to take all your favorite stuff and they're going to make more of it and so and it, it was like this utopia of like oh nothing will ever have to die again like we'll always get the most <laughs> right, of like whatever right. and like i was so psyched like i was so ready and i watched it and there probably was a little bit of me being like this is good this is good right this is good and that idea now of like netflix taking a show and reviving it i'm like never do that yeah, like yeah. in in that seven years i've completely changed where i'm like no no no. if something died just just leave it be like do something new because you, you cannot can't... bring pet cemetery teach you anything yeah you just you just Which, can't go back you mean the reboot it was terrible yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, okay, but just to to begin with, so there were three seasons um, on Fox. When we did Parks and Rec and Modern Family, I said that I was like, oh, you know, these were the shows that came after The Office that were about, um, you know, that, that had that uh, reality TV style. Um, I can't believe I forgot about this. Um, and this came... This came before all of that. This came after the British office, but it came before everything else, including the American office. Um, and it seemed like it was based more, I'm sure the office was an influence, but it seemed like it was more based on actual reality TV. Um, because, and it and the idea apparently came from Ron Howard, that he was like, hey, there's all this reality TV, it'd be funny if you wrote something that was in that style, but was scripted. Um, and brought it to Mitchell Hurwitz, who was like, oh, well, that Enron thing is going on right now. So what if it was a story about a family, like a rags to rich story, riches, what? Yes, whatever. Riches to rags story of a family that was super rich and clueless, and then they had to deal with reality. They brought that idea to, or they were selling it. There was actually a bidding war to get this show. Um, and so I only say that because uh, I can kind of understand where they were annoyed in season three because this show won a ton of Emmys. It was on everyone's like top 10 list, you know, best shows or whatever. There was a bidding war and then it came out and it was 120th in the ratings. 
and they just there was this feeling of like why is no one watching this? Mm-hmm. It's the best show on TV, and yet people just refuse to watch it. Now, as we talked about, it was tough. I watched every episode. I didn't have a problem with it, but if you did miss something, it was hard to keep track. And it also was asking a lot. This was a time before you know game of thrones or whatever where you needed to go on reddit and like read threads to like understand the show that you were watching like you know people were just more casual about tv the show asked a lot for you and i think people just you know the ratings just went down and down and down every episode yeah. because people just kept falling off yeah having said that i mean rewatching this i i i was in my glory i i, I loved the show at the time and i think it really holds up there's a couple there's a handful of things we can talk about that's like oh that's that's 2004. Uh, but other than that, uh, it's everybody was losing their hands. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my, my. I think my, my wife said it to me at one point, like I was like, "Oh, do you want to watch this with me? I got to watch it for the the podcast." And she's like, "I, I can't." Season- Too much of an investment, right? No, no. She just said season four burned me. Oh like, wow, really? <laughs> she just so it was retroactively so torched what came before it. I, I mean, kind of. Yeah, like to know. Like you're watching this thing, like this innocent thing to, you know, it's, it's like, it's a little bit like watching Britney Spears, you know, like, you know, like, oh, this is fun pop, but oh, the ending of this is going to go bad, <laughs> you know, like, a little uh, Robin Williams in that Britney. I love goading. Baby, baby, one more time. So, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I can I mean, still live in the glory of the first three seasons and just forget uh, about the other. Yeah, episode. and uh, I wish I, I wish I could. You guys, I, no, I, I, uh, I, I there was some PTSD. Yeah, a little, a, a little bit. I mean, you know, I know people are actually going through trauma right now, but this was my sorry, idea. guys. <laughs> no. Luke is saying this is worse than anything that has happened this year. <laughs> this is worse <laughs> than COVID nineteen. Um, I wanted to ask, uh, and we haven't done this in forever, but to to go back to the rules. I'd yeah. love to get your account of would you want to hang out with these people and see who you would and who you wouldn't. Because I think I'm mostly wouldn't. Here's an interesting thing. I think I'm a mostly wouldn't, but I think that I have in a lot, a lot of you ways. Mean I, know, you know I mean, they're yeah. improvisers. Yeah. Oh, like, <laughs> that's so true. Yeah. If you had to name one or two, who would they be, Luke? <laughs> oh, I'm not naming Stan any. Likowski. Yeah. Uh, that's fair. That was an easy plum to pluck. I would hang out with Deeply um I, don't know. Uh, I would hang out with maybe. Mm. I love her. Maybe's I devious she's... though. Be careful. Yeah, That's yeah. why I like it. That's my fave. I would probably hang out with Lucille too. <laughs> yeah, Lucille too would be a crazy ride, but fun, right? Oh like my god, so oh, much fun. Um George Michael, you're fine. You can hang out with George Michael all day. Yeah, but yeah. It, it would be really hard to watch he's just so so fragile not in season four <laughs> i don't want to talk about this. we're not talking about it it's not canon uh i would hang out with jason bateman's character michael but even michael has a deviousness about him like he's that, not how a, do you grow up not in that family core. and not yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like, like it, it's hard to oh not... and tobias is probably my first choice tobias you would, would hang, hang out, out with Tobias? Why not? My gosh, imagine how crazy... He's so deluded of life. It would be really fun to have a conversation with him. He's an anaurapist. Hi, another effing podcast about sitcom people. This is Michelle and my dear friend, Jessica Shaw. She is from Entertainment Weekly on SiriusXM Stars. 
uh, which is on channel 109 on the Sirius XM app. I think on the app it's just stars. Anyway, uh, we are here to talk about one of my favorite shows of television shows, uh, sitcoms specifically, Arrested Development. Uh, Jessica got to interview most of the cast uh, in May of 2018. Is that correct? I mean, does anyone really know what time what is, is time? Tomorrow, Michelle? What is time? I think by you asking me if that was when something happens, I feel like that's aggressive. Okay, I've really attacked her personally. Uh, this is not going well. We're just going to stop. Uh, so I just re-listened to it because I was there that day watching from the window. And I got uncomfortable. Did somebody ask a question? Was it you who asked the question? Tell me the Tell me what happened because I don't think it was even in the. So I you re, you listen to it more. I find that sometimes when I do those things, as as you know from many years working in radio and on anything that's recorded live or whatever, as soon as it's done, you kind of block it out because there are moments that are great and then there are moments that are cringeworthy. So you've definitely heard it more recently than I have. But I will say Arrested Development, which is, and I am with you, that is one of my favorite shows of all time, at least season one. Wait, one through four and then don't do anything else. That, that yeah. was a mistake. Yes, agree. The, you know, when it was on TV, it was all, or on network TV, it was even, to me, a whole other thing. Oh, not even four, right, because that's when Netflix started. So it was one through three and a half, whatever. That was perfect. Yeah, and then, of course, Jeffrey Tambor went on and did Transparent. Correct. And, and while he was on Transparent, there were allegations of misconduct against him, and he was fired from the show, and then... All of this was happening when, hey, you know, let's do this event with the cast of Arrested Development, and yes, Jeffrey Tambor is going to be there. That's so crazy. Um, yes, and so there were, it was just, you know, there, there was a kind of tension in the air of how much are we going to address things? How much are we going to not address things? But tell me about a, the specific moment that you're talking about. So I walked into the, that one studio off the side and I think you had just said, Hey, some things are weird that were, you know, like you didn't say it to Jeffrey Tambor. I don't believe and again, I didn't hear it on this interview, so they might have scrubbed it. But it, it was basically, hey, you know, with all the allegations, um, how is it working here with you guys? You guys seem so close kind of thing. And I think Jessica Walters at that moment was like, well, and she was, what, did, what do you remember that at all? I, I don't remember. I remember there being tension in the air and I remember, um, I remember Jason, uh, there was, there was just a definite sense of, of, um, Hey, listen, everyone does different right. things. It's the family thing. They kept going back to the thing. We're just a family. Yeah. And everyone does things that might hold up a shoot or might, you know, everyone has their quirks. Everyone has their things that annoy us. And, 
to me, it, it, there, there was definitely, I guess there was a sense of, um, like, they all needed some kind of family therapy. Like there yes. Was, you know, um, and, you know, I mean, listen, anytime you're on a long-running show, I get it. There's always going to be, um, you know, I don't know, little, like, some people get along better at some times, some people get along better at other times. Yeah. But there was the show and, and the cast in particular was under a real microscope at that point. There was a lot yeah. of scrutiny of like, well, did Tambor do this? Was Jessica Welcher treated in the right way? Was it, you know, and so there was just, um, there seemed to, and every tone and every word was being read into. So it just, you could kind of feel the tension during that interview, I would say. You could hear, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Will Arnett was not the child of an alcoholic because his whole, him and David Cross, both of them were just like, let's just, we're going to just move along. We're going to, we're going to make some jokes and make some laughing. And, um, whereas, uh, uh, Buster, um, Tony was Tony Hale, yeah. delicate and, kind and like he he didn't want to tread in the water it felt like like it was listening to my family when my father was drunk like it was very much like oh god you could there's something there under the surface it was ice yeah it's a it's a strange thing when that happens with the cast too because there had also been I'm trying to remember the chronology of when we we record we filmed this and recorded this, and when there was a New York Times piece, right? That was also um, somewhat explosive, and they were all right around the same yes. time. So there was a there was just so much tension in the air. On the on the other hand, this is a comedy, and right. this is, and they are promoting what is you know theoretically going to be this like hey, this celebration of like, this show is back. And, right. You know, and, and I do believe that there are parts of and like certain different cast members on the show that are incredibly close and that yes. crack each other up all the time. And, you know, in different, probably in different groups at different times. So it was a strange thing. There was a lot, you know, and beyond that, I think even with Jeffrey Tambor, who didn't speak that much during the, the interview. And I think um, there were probably things that he was advised legally and by his PR team, like, you know, what to say, what not to say, how much to chime in, but you could see that he, that as he was there, because there was so much going on as uh, in his life as far as um, allegations against him and what was his future going to be, not just on this show, but in acting, acting. in yes. general, what was going to come of that. And obviously a lot of news did happen after yeah. that event, but you could see that he, that he kind of wasn't a hundred percent there because he couldn't just, I mean, you know how it is. The dream interview and the dream panel, some, they're just, they're, they're just free to say everything oh. and there are no, there are no stakes and you can just celebrate the project. And 
that was not this. There were just, there were layers on layers on layers of things going on behind the scenes. And it's like, you know, someone, someone shows up and there's eight bazillion things that they're thinking about before they're opening their mouth. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a media tour tour on top of it. So. Right. So this wasn't, I wasn't the only person and I'm sure as, as anyone who has, you know, and listen, there are people who have their entire jobs, who make their entire careers on crisis management and advising actors, celebrities on, Hey, here's what to say. Here's what not to say. Here's how to deflect. And I'm not saying that that's what, that's what was happening here. No, I I wouldn't say that. No, but I, but I do think that there was an entire press tour around arrested and it was a sense of, all right, let's just get through without uh, attaching something really negative to this show. I mean, the um, amount there was of a money lot of external stuff they spent on this tour because I believe there was a, a banana stand in times square. Wasn't it? I know there was, and I'm pretty sure it was for this tour. So the amount of money that, they were basically throwing away if Jeffrey Tambor was like fucked it up for them. It had to have been awful. Like not just the fact that allegedly he was pretty abusive. So all of it was, and I'm watching it. I had to leave because it was like watching the British office. I was like, I am out. This is <laughs> not okay. I couldn't save it for you. Um, yeah, it wasn't just that it wasn't just everything going on, but going on behind the scenes. But there was also the fact that there was a little bit of lost love for this show that might have yeah. been better in its Netflix incarnation. And I think that the season that they did when everyone was separate because huh. no one was filming together and it was right. insane. There were all these separate um, chopped up storylines that just didn't work because what no, you want, want to see the chemistry come together, right? You want to see these people all in a room. Yes. You want, you know? And I think after that happened, it's, it's very hard. I mean, I think, and, and, and you know, because this is what you, you just talk about sitcoms. It's sort of like when you have a bad season, it's very hard to have to come back and to have to do, because not many shows can do that. Once you kind of yeah. bottomed out, you're sort of like, maybe you'll get a little better, but you're never going to reach the heights no. of what you were early on. So I think they were also, I think it's hard as a cast to deal with Hey, we were once the critical darling. We were the underdogs and Fox canceled us. And thank God Netflix picked us up and we're the funniest show on TV and we have the greatest characters. And then all of a sudden the, there's, a, there's just apathy from the public because you kind of, through, not necessarily through a fault of their own. I don't think the acting was bad, but, you know, Mitch Hurwitz, the creator, the, the writing team, it just wasn't there. No. It's, it's an uncomfortable place to be. Jessica Shaw, can you come back sometime when we talk about other sitcoms that we love? I would love it. Anytime. All I do is watch TV, so. Happy Hanukkah. Whatever. I don't Thank, know. You. Um, Thank you. I hope that your light burns bright. And you she got all the oil. Well. I know. You don't need oil in the last eight days. You are lit from within, Michelle. Oh, baby. (laughs) I miss you. You too. All right. Thank you. 
and, and also, I mean, this this is a show that has my favorite visual joke of all time, which I couldn't use for my thing. Right. Which I think I mentioned on the first episode of this podcast, which is, you know, there's the whole Lucille yeah. and Lucille thing, which is great. Mm-hmm. And they keep trying to, you know, f- capture this seal and they capture a shark and it's on this pier and they're all standing around and at the, just, they're just standing there and all of a sudden Henry Winkler hops over it <laughs> and walks away. <laughs> and, and I remember the first time I saw that and this is like early days of DVRs and, and, and I was like, they seem to like, that's a weird way to, what? what? And mm-hmm. then I rewound it and, and my girlfriend at the time, we were watching it and she was like, I don't know, why did he just jump the shark? Oh my God, he jumped the shark. That's awesome. And it's just, it's just, and stuff like that where like, it rewarded you for getting it, but didn't punish you if you didn't. But I, right. I think that right. America wasn't ready for it. I mean, to, to go back to what you're saying, I think it did so poorly in the ratings because like, you know, most of America would be like, what? Well, I want to see yes. a fart joke. Well, made. it's definitely the wire problem too. It's not, which is not a problem, but the wire didn't do critically acclaimed. But mm, with yeah. audiences, not because it's like you have to pay attention, guys. Oh yeah, right. I, I just binged and, that. Well, and that one, yeah, yeah. and that one was early. Yeah. yeah, like now, now you can release a full season on Netflix, and everyone watches the whole thing if they want, and then they and they get it all. Um, yeah, I mean the 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 other thought I had with this show, and that that's the thing, like it's crazy how no one ever tried this again. I mean, I guess because it just was a ratings failure, so they're like, why bother? But there there is a ton of jokes. There's a ton of puns oh, and stuff, tons. which is jokes that i the kind of jokes i normally don't like but obviously the ones they do are so clever but also like there are every joke on this show is a crosstown bus yeah Yeah. like you can see it coming a million miles away but there are so many buses coming all at once that you have to really pay attention you can't keep track of it like they i I don't i don't think this is one of the episodes we watch but um he gets a he gets a boat called the c word yes and he says and he says and he says the c word and then the mother walks in and goes what'd you call me (laughs) and you're like wait what oh my god and then the one where the one where busha loses his hand and the seal gets loose and they're going lucille lucille and he goes i don't care about her anymore (laughs) and it's like wait what oh lucille like it's such a simple joke but there's so many happening all it's it's happening so fast the other thing too is that is that there is just a ton of very quick jokes that clearly took a lot of effort to to do yeah Um, even like the the lucille and the c word the two you said i'm like i i that's clever writing like that's oh yeah that that's not like uh the first thing i would think of right but like that but i think in a yeah, I was gonna say I think a lot of other sitcoms that would be like one of the five jokes for the yes, episode. I agree. And the fact yeah. that it's one of the seventy yes. jokes just makes the difference that so much is going oh, by. So um, when they, they try to separate themselves from the Saddam Hussein story <laughs> and so they present the new house to the song of Solid as a Rock. Yes. And, <laughs> and they're like, Oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I watched the one today where um first of all uh, Sudden Valley, which is a hilarious name. Yeah. Uh, I laughed at that out loud today. They do a oh, flashback yeah. where Michael tries to tell his dad how that's a terrible name and they should go with something else. And the dad's strategy is always to make Michael feel like shit so that he's always searching for approval. And yeah. the dad's like, that's stupid. You're being, you're, you're being an idiot. And then Michael leaves the room and the dad goes, that was a hard one to turn down. <laughs> like, just because it was such a good idea that Michael had. But still, it mattered more to make Michael feel bad than to to take his good idea. Oh, man. Um, Okay, so 
what I did want to do is I have all the characters okay. pulled up. Um, okay. There are there are a lot of characters. Yeah. Um, and so instead of going through each one, I thought maybe we could do kind of more of like a word association. Oh, sure. okay. um, just kind of the, the, the first thing you think of uh, when I say these names. Um, just got to go through them fast. But uh, we'll start here. Michael Bluth, played Straight. by Jason Bateman. Yeah. Uh, 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 I would call him the heart. The, one word! The show and he's heart. <laughs> Yeah, is common, is common man. Can I hyphenate? Can I hyphenate? Sure. Sure. Okay. sure. Well, I mean, it doesn't literally have to be one. Thank word, you. But just try, try to keep it short. The only thing I was, the one thing I'll say about him is what I love was that he's presented as a straight man, and as the show goes on, he it turns out he's yeah. as crazy as the yes, rest yeah. of them. It's just not as especially not in as reference to his son. He is a weird, terrible dad. dad. One <laughs> yeah. might say terrible. Yeah, yeah. He's like. Yeah, he's again. I can't remember the episodes we we watched, but uh, he's like obsessed with hanging out with his son, yeah. um, and is upset that his son has a girlfriend, even though it's like oh, bland. Yeah, should be. Egg. Oh my gosh! And again, egg. we're gonna yeah. probably do this for the whole thing, but there's a joke where Michael gives Tobias some sort of, some type of marital advice, and Tobias goes, "Well, your wife's dead." <laughs> yeah. And like yes. he waits a beat, and he's like, "I shouldn't have said that." <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, okay, Lindsay uh, Bluth Funke. Uh, complicated. I'm actually gonna go complicated because she is to me. She's 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 got part of Job, but she also has part of Michael in her. Her and Michael yeah. are actually they connect a lot more than I would have expected. Yes, they're twins. But but yeah. what I mean is right. she thinks and observes and pays attention. Job doesn't. Right. But she also has Job's pettiness. Yeah, I mean, uh, they they hint in the pilot that she's going to be more grounded, you know, because at the yeah. end he's like, hey, don't you want this for our families, blah, blah, blah. But I, I, I don't think they ever come back to that, really. I think I think she does kind of well, go into I, La La Land. She does. And I actually think that's probably the more defining attribute of her. But she does want to be a good mom and she does mm. want her marriage to Sometimes. work. I yeah, love that. Well, I think I, in in contrast to Job, I think she wants to do the right thing. She just has no idea yeah. how to. And yes, yeah, right. so the she, easy path is easy, right? Like yeah, that's the yeah, point. Yeah. I I, uh, I was just gonna say I love when <laughs> this is one of the things that they. I love this joke, and so there's a moment in one of the episodes we watch where Tobias and and Lindsay decide to have an open marriage. Yes, mm-hmm. he's like, so I, I you know advise that to some of my patients. And she's like, does that ever work? He's like, oh, no. <laughs> they always have these delusions that it's going to work for them. But you know what? <laughs> yes. I think this is going to work for us. In this the office, case. The office does yeah. a very similar joke. He's like, it's ne- Michael says, like, it's never mutual. But ours was mutual. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the delusion is just delicious. Oh, but the delivery of that was just, but you yeah. know what? And then he goes, he goes, I'm going to go tell maybe. Like, that is the, the worst idea. <laughs> and she's oh, just man. like, what? Um, George Oscar Job Bluth II. Played by Will Arnett. Delusional. Yeah. Awesome. Um, he is the one character, other than the parents, uh, I would not hang out with. I would the definitely never hang out with Job. Uh, he yeah, also, he, just he would never my- pay for drinks, and that would drive me crazy. Oh. Yeah. His, I think Will Arnett does an amazing job with an incredibly unlikable character. I, I, right. I, because of the way the character's written, I actually don't like him that much. But Will Arnett makes him so funny. 
He's definitely like he's clearly hurting so bad under yeah. yes. and all of yes. that all of that bluster like it they make it clear and he makes it clear yeah. in his performance that all that bluster is for that but he would just be so irritating yeah. to be around like because he never doesn't he he never stops doesn't he play ball with the dad in jail and that's like his greatest <laughs> like, he, like oh my god yeah. that's the best thing ever oh he finally gosh. got to do okay that. can we I do oh go ahead go ahead no no Sorry. I was gonna say can we just talk for one second about how mm. I think. Joe might be responsible for ending Segway. As- <laughs> <laughs> because I remember, like, I mean, it's it's so perfectly epitomizes his character. Yes. Yeah. But then I feel like there was a wake up where we all were like, yes, these are terrible. What are we well, doing? Yeah, he also these. uses it. He uses it in lieu of walking. Like he's well, going what up. You're supposed he to. Could, that's but what going, he's going up sandy hills and he's going like <laughs> over rocks. Like. But, but but I but, it, but I think that's what the point is. Like everybody was. Like, at least I remember like thinking like, yeah. Why do you need this thing? Yeah. Why don't you just right. walk to where you need to go? <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Yeah, if there's any young people listening to, we were told in the early 2000s that uh, cities would be rebuilt in order to accommodate everyone riding segways. So uh, it was a weird time. Um, oh, sorry, you uh, to say something. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No, I just I have to I have to quote a joke. Is during that scene where they're playing ball, there's a character in the prison called White yes. Power yeah, Bill, yeah. and uh, while they're playing ball, he walks up and he stabs Joe for some reason. I don't remember why he's mad at him, but he stabs Joe, but he goes White Power, and Joe goes. But I'm white. <laughs> <as he calls her. laughs> so great. Uh, George Michael Bluth, played by Michael Sarah. Broken. I don't know why. That's just the first I, word that I thought of. I was going to say Charlie Brown, and I know they yeah. referenced that yeah. specifically. Right. The dog, I, the, the literally him walking, the music, and the dog on the doghouse. Oh so my god! Great. It's not, it's like it's like echoes of Community, or Community is echoes of that. You oh, know? Community's definitely yeah. echo. This to me, I think, was the first meta show that I've ever seen. Mm. Or, or referential yeah. visual, like really great visual jokes. Um, although, <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. There's no, this just scene where, um, where Tobias makes her makes um, maybe sit on his lap in the back of the car, and then um, Jason Bateman is driving. He's like, so so you know, obviously he has a crush on maybe, and now she's sitting on his lap, and Jason yeah. Bateman's like, oh, bumpy road ahead. <laughs> 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 George Michael says to his dad, or his dad says something to him about um, maybe, and too bad you can't date her because she's your cousin. Um, And then he's like, wait, you would be open to that? (laughs) Uh, But I would say George Michael is heart. He is the heart. Yeah. Oh, there is also the one, I think maybe kisses him. She kisses him. And and Ron Howard Ron Howard says, "This is the happiest." Oh, ever be. Uh, and it's like, oh, oh it's in, it I think it's in the pilot. It's yeah, it's early on. Yeah, and then they're like, well, "You two have to share a room," and she sings, <laughs> "Not uh, that innocent in the shower." Yes. while she's in the shower. Oh my god! Uh, and my, I will say, Michael Sarah was a revelation at the time. Both both of the teenage actors on the show were yeah. unbelievable. Honestly, he still is. I think he's. I think he's great, great. but just as as a as a new. But part, yeah, that style. Like, Who the hell is this kid? Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, maybe Funke, played by Aliyah Sakwat, I guess, or Shawquat. Sorry, Shawquat. I will go with um, Fire. <laughs> I, I feel like she's the the re, the reality in a lot of ways. Like she's the yes. one who's just the mirror. Like, yeah, I love. By the way, when she becomes a studio executive. Yeah. Yes, oh, marry God. me. God, that's, um, yeah. that's so funny. I'm gonna go schemer. And she's eight seventeen. I think she's a big schemer. Uh, 
and but yeah. but again, like I think we're saying the same thing. Look at where everybody is growing up. Like this is really yeah. what else right. can you be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Buster Bluth, played by Tony Hale. He is childlike. Oh, God, <laughs> when he in the the pilot when he's learning to him. play the 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 drum and he's just like banging it like a little kid so loud <laughs> yeah and the and the native american comes yeah. but behind him and is like tries to slow him yeah. down and he's so upset yeah. that he would be uh oh, i'm gonna go slapstick uh i i didn't use it as a clip because you'll see why when i explain it but remember when him and and michael are uh they're bonding because they're fixing a bicycle and michael goes oh you're gonna yeah once we ride you're gonna eat my dust and then um, Buster, it, it, I think Ron Howard said Buster even grew playful. And uh, Buster, what it, they bleep whatever he's saying, but he clearly oh, comes back God. with something so foul that Michael is <laughs> just <laughs> shocked. Like, and he's like, "Well, I hope it doesn't come to that." Like that's yeah. It's literally like a forty-five second bleep for what is yes! clearly because yes! Buster's moving his hands and stuff. It's like, oh my god, yeah, this yeah. is so. They do that same. They do that same joke. I don't know if it's in the episode that we watch, but they're all complaining about the mother. Yeah. And they're like, yes. oh, she's like, and then he's like, well, she's, and it's like, Beep! and then and it goes on forever. And then, and then uh, and Michael just goes, well, no one's going to top that. Uh, <laughs> they're playing a game I, in the uh, oh, the model so house. Yeah. So I love he calls his testicles his Charlie Browns. <laughs> <laughs> so. Which is related to the penis. Like everything is related to everything else. Yeah. It is so crazy and, how well written this show is. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Oh, God. The, in, so in the episode that we watched, I forget which one it was, but he falls asleep because he doesn't want to go to the army and he wakes up thinking he's, he's in Mexico. Yeah. And I thought yes. that it would be uh, at first I was like, uh oh, I know they were fine. And then. <laughs> And then I think he has a lot, like they, he goes and serves in the Bluth house and then, right. like, what are you? But he doesn't know the back. Yeah. He's right. never, been, he's in never the been in the back. And they say to him, like, what are you doing here? And I think his line is like, what am I doing here? You know, it's just. <laughs> oh, I think they say, I thought you were in Mexico. And he said, so did I. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, okay. Tobias. Tony Hale is, by the oh, way, an American treasure. Yeah, he's great. Let's just, oh. I love him so much. Uh, on Veep, which we'll have to do at some point. Yeah. Um, yes, we are 100%. Tobias Funke, played by David Cross. I'm going to go, he's the sneaky funniest. Honestly, yeah. uh, I think he might make me laugh harder than any other character, and I'm not sure his character should be able to do that. To You know what I mean? I don't think he's written to be the funniest character, but man, he has the best one-liners. I, I think I he's... blew myself... Yeah, I think yeah, it's the I most cartoonish, myself. and I, I loved when he takes over the the prison, and they <laughs> all become friends of Dorothy, which <laughs> yes. is which is another way to say gay. Yes. Uh, oh God, and they have red slippers, and like yeah. you know, oh, it's amazing. Uh, um, Lucille Blue played by I didn't Jessica say Walter. What I, oh, sorry. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, I'm just gonna say, um, he, he honestly makes me uncomfortable. So. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, isn't this book called The Man Inside Me? Yes! <laughs> I just love the commitment to him wearing poorly put on blue makeup that comes off everywhere. Yes. Yes, yeah. that's accurately what would happen. Oh, but uh, it is such a great, because after he does that, every time you see him, he has a little bit of blue yeah. somewhere. Yes! And there's always splotches of blue paint on the walls. Like, every, and it's just such a, and it just, it's, you know, well, 
never references. It's just always there. When he's when he's shirtless, this, I think this was in an episode we watched. The very middle of his back couldn't get back reached because it yeah, was him. Yes, <laughs> yeah, so great. And I love too that he gets all he does his face makeup. Well, first of all, the first time he does it, he doesn't do his mustache. I don't even know how he did it. <laughs> but then he does it, and he's like, he's waiting by the phone. Because I, I guess I missed episode two where he becomes a... a do they tell him he is a, no. uh, an alternate? Or is it, are they just like, okay, you're an alternate? Yeah, he's, a, he's an understudy. He but so like, he's on call. Them. But yeah. what understudy doesn't know that they're not on stage no. until 801. Yeah. So he's like, oh, I have a show, no but I won't know until 801 <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, I think you don't, you're not supposed to think they told them to get into blue paint no. and yeah. be ready. Right. Like, no. Clearly, they're going to tell them at like four o'clock. That's why I don't think it even happened. Yeah, that's like, what I was asking. Like, I don't know that he... Well, was, there is... Did they say... Sorry. So, no, Dan, tell There's me. an episode later. There's an episode later where he... he he loses his hearing. Uh, yes, and so he and he misses the phone call from them. <laughs> he's right, because right, he doesn't he doesn't know they're calling. That's the only thing. And there's also he, the because it's an old time cell phone. It just the three letters comes up. So he it says BLU and he keeps thinking it's the Blue Man Group. So he answers it, but it's Bluth Company, <laughs> and he gets all mad. And then it rings and it's BLU and it's Blue Man Group, but he doesn't hear the phone anyway. It's awesome. Oh, um, so, uh, you said Lucille? Uh, Lucille Bluth, played by Jessica Walter. Fine, China. Yes, um, I, I'm saying <laughs> solid, insane. which is almost the opposite, but just she is. I didn't mean to cut you off, uh, Luke. No, no, no. I, I, I just didn't realize that that's uh, fine, China is exactly the right phrase because, like, <laughs> she just, I mean, the thing about China is that, like, I have some and I never use it. And I feel like there's a part of her that's like, it doesn't really, I mean, she's, for the show, she serves a purpose. But she's not but like, useful. As a matriarch, she's she's makes, yeah, no use for her. I got onto an er, uh, elevator with her one time. At Jessica Walters, not Lucille. I, I believe she was yeah. out of character at the time. Um, and I think okay. I said a quote to her from about Lucy, I don't remember exactly what I said. And I said, I just wanted to thank you so much for uh, some of the greatest joy I've ever had. And she goes, you are the best. Thank you. And I was like, oh, you're, no. you live up to it. You live up to nice. it. It was so nice. And then I turned in the she... corner and stopped talking. I mean, first of all, that's amazing to hear. Uh, but I, I also think that like, uh, because she is in such an ensemble you know, she almost suffers from that thing where, like, when you're in an improv group and you're the utility player, you're not the star right. player. No one really notices you that much because you're not, but you're doing so much heavy lifting in the back. When she, in the episode where Jean Parmesan, the pi- yeah. private eye, the her reaction, up, and it's just, it, and the whole thing is, it's just her. Every time. The reason she keeps hiring him is because he's just good at disguises. <laughs> Right, but he's a terrible, terrible. detective. She just keeps hiring. Martin Mull's amazing. Oh my god! Yeah, so they know how to people. cast. Except for Scott Baio, they did a great job. Um, casting. No, but Scott Baio was great I in know. the role. I know. <laughs> blah blah blah. So, uh, blah blah. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, Jessica Walter, David Cross, Tony Hale, and Will Arnett are all have just be shouted out just as. 
like you don't mind watching them and in lesser hands those characters would be so insufferable yeah. yeah they'd be so hard to watch and you never hate them yeah. or at least you never hate them enough that you can't watch it like it, it there's always some, something them. there honestly i know they're terrible hateable people but i love them so much them doing the chicken dance when they're in the the um the family home and yes. all of them doing the chicken dance Definitely. can make me yeah. urinate in my panties yeah <laughs> yes um, and I just wanted to shout out uh, Ron Howard as the narrator. Ron Howard! Is that, um, by the way, did they create that joke that is on the internet all the time where you say something and then the vo- voiceover says it was not or yeah. whatever? Yeah. yeah. yeah that, I think so. Yeah, that was borrowed yes. from this show. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then that and all that stuff, the like, you know, I'm going to do this. He did. Right. Like, <laughs> yes. it's a, just a two second yep. thing, but it just, it's so Every funny. Every time it's hilarious. Yeah. There, yeah. there was one episode. And I don't remember when, but like they made reference to making fun of Matlock and mm-hmm. the, he was like, and then he comes on, he's like, uh, he was actually a great lawyer and blah, 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 blah. Right. And you're like, why is he defending Andy Griffith? Oh my oh, God. God. I didn't, <laughs> of course. He was on the Andy Griffith show. Oh like, my geez, God. It, like, and it doesn't. Oh, wow. I wouldn't have even thought of that now. Th- but that's the thing is like, this show doesn't, it doesn't knock, put it on the tee and knock it out of the park no. for you. It doesn't. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't do that. Which is which is it, it, a lot of shows. They hand it to um, you. Yeah, and it doesn't, and it's so it's, great. It's also cool because Ron Howard probably has more lines than anyone in the show, but he just seamlessly in the background. Like yeah. you know yes. what I mean? Like I barely right. remember he's on it. Except what for the made past, him do know? this? Like, does anyone know? Because well, it's his show. Like he developed the show, didn't he? Right. He did develop the show. I mean, I. Uh, I don't find any research into why he ended up doing it. Was I mean, it his production company? Know. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, yeah. He, oh, yeah. Okay. he had like yeah, ownership he, of this. Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, he still doesn't need to do the voiceover. Yeah, right. Like someone else The Russo do it, Brothers but... directed too, which is also yes. crazy. Yeah, I saw yes. that. One of our they episodes were, is by, the, by this, Joe Russo. This was the, their big was star. A, yeah, yeah, this now. was it. And then they did Community, Yeah, which makes mm-hmm. sense why we would see Community in it. Which also, yes. I don't know if you, uh, I mean, there's, there's uh, in Captain America Civil War, which they directed. Yes. The mm-hmm. Bluth stairs are visible in the big battle scenes. Yes. Yep. Are you kidding me? Oh, I did me? not pick that no. up. That's oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's, they're, they're in the background yeah. in Germany, in the German airport. The Bluth stairs are. That's are and then, yes. In another, ep- in another movie, I don't know which one, but it's the one, the, the collector who has all the, the stones or whatever. Oh, yeah. Uh, but there's a shot where um, Tobias is in the background in a, oh, really? in a cage. Wow. Yeah, it's not, they tried to get David Cross. He was unavailable, but they got to look like he's just painted blue standing in like a cage. Oh, I didn't even him. know that. <laughs> so. It's really oh amazing. Oh my gosh! And of Guardians. course he's captured, but alive. Of yeah. course he right. is. Yeah, yeah. That's am- um, that I didn't know at all. That's amazing. Uh, okay, so I don't know. Do we want to go through the episodes? I don't know, if we have. No, I don't know I that don't it's that so. kind of show. Like I don't know that yeah, we need to I don't do know plot points. To. I think we need to do what we're doing, which is overall takeaways. Um, yeah. Okay, if I can, if I can get two minutes, you, uh, Dan, take it away. Okay. So. This is not related to the show at all, by the way. No, no, no. Uh, No, the episode Peer Pressure is the one where, um, so uh, it's the one where the guy has the one arm and it keeps getting ripped off and and he's like, don't, that's why you always leave a note or whatever. Um, So so that's the setup. And then uh, Buster is dating Lucille 2 and she has vertigo. So he wants medical marijuana. 
but he doesn't know how to get it. So he goes to the banana stand to ask George Michael because that's where people would buy pot in the 70s. Mm-hmm. And this is what I was talking about where like a joke that obviously took so much effort because then they're like, then the narrator is like, this, you know, it was the, the place to buy pot because the banana stand looked like a big joint. And like there was even a song about it. And it's like the big yellow joint, the big yellow joint, <laughs> meet you down at the big yellow joint. And then it's like they have a record like with that label like, spinning. And it's like someone had to write this song. Yeah. They had to make the record. They had to do all this stuff. And then uh, so then he asked George Michael. And George Michael doesn't know where to get it. But he's like, I can ask Job. He's like, why don't you ask Job? And the buster doesn't want to because Job's going to beat him up. So he's like, all right, I'll ask Job. So then um, he asked he asked Job, and then Job tells Michael that George Michael is trying to buy pot. So then um, uh, Michael, it's so complicated. This is the problem. It's yeah. so complicated to get to this joke. But then Michael's like, uh, he's like, I'm going to teach George Michael right. a lesson. So um, Job is a hot cop. He's a stripper, <laughs> um, <laughs> which also has the great joke where he goes to the hotel room, and he knocks on the door, and he goes, open up. Police, and then he reaches down to get the boombox, and a shotgun like fires through the door <laughs> right over his head. But so then, so then, like, so then, so then they make they make the fake drug deal, and then Job's like, "Oh no!" And like all these like stripper cops come running in, and this is the joke. I I don't know if it's gonna play, just reciting it. But Job goes, "Oh no, it's the police and the construction." <laughs> which is, <laughs> the I remember I I missed uh, the rest of the episode. I was laughing so hard, but it's all that build up to that one joke right. is so so funny. Uh, but then at the end, then the real because they flash the lights to to do the drug deal. So then the real drug dealers show up, and they're like, no no no, we don't want we don't want to buy we want to buy anything. And then the cops show up, and they're gonna arrest everybody for doing a drug deal. And they're like, no no no, don't please. And they get into a gun battle, and then, and then Michael goes, oh my god, this guy's arm got ripped off. <laughs> And then, and then he goes, and that's why you don't teach a lesson. <laughs> and and then, it, and then it cuts back, and or it cuts, and then he Michael's in the prison with the father, and he's like, he's like that. I didn't want you to be like me. Like, don't teach lessons. He's like, so you taught me a lesson about not teaching lessons. And he's like, I swear it's my last lesson. Um, just, I mean, a perfect, perfect, perfect episode. <sighs> So funny. I didn't even talk about that Buster at one point. He's like, because he's trying to get the, he's acting like he's like desperate for drugs. He's like, I need, I need it. I need it. And because Lucille too has vertigo, she keeps falling on the floor and he goes, he grabs George Michael. He goes, my girlfriend's on the floor, man. I need it. It's so funny. Oh man. It's the best. That's all. So I think that is probably my favorite episode of all time. That's all. I didn't even think of that one. Oh, it's so Uh, good. So good. And that's so why good. you Don't... never stick your hand out the window. <laughs> and it's like it's such an insane idea. Yeah. Like it's and like the fact that they just barrel through and be like, yeah, this is just the reality of it. And like if you stopped and thought about it for a second, you'd be like, wait, what? But the fact that it just never lets up, and it's just it all builds like it just you know. And it's funny too. I remembered each episode like, like you know, sort of like those one long storyline, which is true. But each episode does have a story yeah. to it. Like there is a beginning, middle, mm-hmm. and end. Of what happens in that episode, yes. it's just that things keep. Can like, you imagine that writer's wall? Back. Like we haven't even talked about Steve Holt. Holy fuck! Yeah. Steve, Holt. So Steve Holt. Oh man! Things. Did you see that? Yeah. Uh, I po- I tweeted about it on Twitter. That's where you tweet things, right? Um, this mm-hmm. FBI. The, does. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, this <laughs> FBI agent called himself Tr- Steve Holt. <laughs> oh yes. What? I don't know. 
there was something, yeah, where, where somebody, basically some, I don't know, some government guy, I didn't read the whole story, but uh, was being investigated and like lied and said that his name was Steve Holt, <laughs> um, Steve Holt. as like a fake thing. So yeah, so now he's like been arrested for lying and it's all because oh, amazing. I says his name is Steve Holt. Um, so- I just want to say, yeah, because uh, we mentioned Steve Holt, there's also yeah, Anvil. Yeah. Uh, there's also Anyang. Oh, Anyang. Uh, I love uh, Egg. Barry Zuckerhorn, uh, Kitty Sanchez, Lucille Two, um, Lupe. My Jean other Parmesan. favorite ever was reminded a little bit Gene Parmesan, the doctor played by Ian Roberts, who yeah, oh yes, says things literally like he looks like he's yes. dead. Wait yes. for it, wait for it. <laughs> Is he? No, he's blue. No, he just, he's painted blue. Yeah. <laughs> he just looks like he's dead. It's great too because that's a joke that like. Once you reveal, oh, okay, he's bad at it, like, it's really hard to top, right? Like, how do you get him to do it? Right. And then he comes back and he says something that's even more like, literally, he's dead. And then yes. they, they work their way out of that corner as well. Yeah. And that's and that's the Crosstown bus. Yeah. Like, you know he's going to do it, but you're like, what is it going to be? Yeah. Like, what is it going to be this yeah. time? It's so funny. Wow, you're hot. And she had a fever of 104. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we talked about this off mic, but like, how do we do clips? Right? Yeah. I, think, I think we just right. performed them all, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Which is better than the show, you guys. I know yeah. audience members, you're like, I'd love to hear the real stuff, but... No. No, no you, don't. Us, you don't. Us doing it. Yep. Oh, man. I just... I love that Buster refers to it as army. I know. Right? He doesn't say the army. He just says, yeah. I'm at army. They're like... At one point, just like uh, the mother's like, why are you home? He's like, army had a half day. <laughs> <laughs> army had a half day. So army great. Army had a half day. <laughs> And they and they had Justine for real mm-hmm. this time, yeah. Bateman on, and then they had some oh, yeah. weird uh, incest yep. joke that was so uncomfortable but so wonderful. And speaking of incest okay. jokes, that's mm-hmm. my clip is when uh, Michael and maybe sing um, oh, Afternoon Delight yeah, for so karaoke. Good. That was, by the way, going to be my clip, but Michelle got to it first. <laughs> I, it's, it's so great. And Michael sang a duet with his niece. Her tide gonna grab some afternoon delight. My daughter doesn't need me. Neither does my dad. Had George Michael and Lindsay stayed, they might have discovered what Michael and Maybe did. That afternoon delight was more adult themed than its innocent melody would have you believe. Listen, I'm going to go get some more punch because it is toast time, okay? No, 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 it'll look worse. Go that way. That's a, that was, I think that was the first time I knew the song Afternoon Delight was a dirty song. Oh, I yeah. still don't well, know. The name! It's in the title! You don't know what the delight is. Yeah, also, yeah. I mean, there's a, a creamer. Uh, oh, God. Now that I say it <laughs> I've been using it for no, 20 the, Oh. <laughs> oh. Um... <laughs> There's a, uh, no, 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 there's something, is, wasn't there like Nescafe Afternoon Delight? Or is that? No, I think you're right. I think that is the name of, of, of a brand of creamer. I think you're right. Oh, no. It's not I Afternoon Delight? I think it is. The word delight is in there somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the slang term maybe is based off the the uh, the, the product. But anyway. Yes. Um, all right, who wants to go yeah, next with clips? Uh, you go. go ahead, Luke. You want to go? I'll go. I'll go. Yeah. Sure. Uh, mine's actually a montage of clips because one of my favorite lines in the whole show, and, I, and I've used this in life, is there's always money in the banana stand. And it's just a compilation. It, it's to set it up. 
uh, uh, Michael, I think, is like having trouble figuring out what where he's going to get money from, and his father keeps saying, "Well, there's always money in the banana stand." Yeah, yeah. And because his father's always using trickery and stuff, he doesn't know what that means exactly. Um, you know, at first he thinks it's like, "Well, we should use that as the primary business," and then he thinks like, "Oh, I'll burn it down to use the insurance money." And then he does, and then he sees his dad thinking that's, that's the deal, and he's like, there was $250,000. Yeah. There's <laughs> always money <laughs> in the banana stand. <laughs> and I love, too, there was like a thing, his dad had a pension for hiding things in walls, and he does. Yeah. His dad hides things in walls all the time. There's always money in the banana stand. We don't have the money, Pop. There's always money in the banana stand. And so Michael, his son, and his brother together enjoyed the cathartic burning of the banana stand. There was money in that banana stand. Well, it's all gone now, Dad. There's $250,000 lining the walls of the banana stand. Why didn't you tell me that? How much clearer can I say there's always money in the banana stand? No touching! No touching! So my my clip is about Tobias because uh, I I said that uh, I honestly, like, I think he's given the most ridiculous over-the-top lines to write. Uh, lines to to recite and with this clip i just want like tobias's lines are so wacky michael can't even get wacky back michael is mm-hmm. often like you should really listen to what you're saying like he has okay. to be uber <laughs> straight and so let's take a listen well yes but i'm afraid i prematurely shot my wad on what was supposed to be a dry run if you will so now i'm afraid i have something of a mess on my hands no i'm afraid i just blew myself <laughs> I figured if I blew myself early, I'd be nice and relaxed for a nine o'clock dinner reservation. I have said to many people over the years, there's got to be a better way to say that as just yeah. a yeah. punchline to whatever someone has said. Yes. You yeah. know. It's, it's basically yeah. their version of that's what she said. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. I, I, just to complete uh, something I saw today that made me laugh so hard is um, this is when the father's hiding in the attic mm-hmm. and um, Tobias winds up wanting to study him because he's going to play the father in a movie. <laughs> and the father's really <laughs> mad. Like he threatens Tobias and he claps his hand over Tobias's mouth. Like, like you listen, I'm talking, blah, blah, blah. And then like a second passes and the father goes, stop licking my hand. <laughs> just like, that's what you would do as a child. You don't yeah. do that as a grown man. <laughs> Childlike. Yeah. Oh, no, that's Tobias. Tobias yeah, yeah, yeah. was the one licking. I, uh, yeah, yeah. I know, I, the way, I took it back. James Lipton as the warden. No, James Lipton as the warden. Yes. I, I have a star fucker moment of James Lipton. Oh, okay. I can get the sting. Here is a star fucker moment just for you and me. Cause meeting a celebrity is real fun and dumb, 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 real fun. Star fucker. When, so my, my wife is totally fine now, but she had breast cancer years ago. And I used that as an excuse to get work to give me two tickets to the premiere of the show Smash. Uh, <laughs> you mean Smash Mouth? No, no. No, Smash, the, the TV, TV show. They were having this like, screening and then an after party at the, the Museum of Natural History. And it was sponsored by one of our clients. And I was like, hey, you know my The Museum of Natural History? Yeah. In the, you know, the part right. in okay. When Harry Met Sally, the Egyptian. Yeah, they yes. had an after party in there. Wow. This, actually, really the screening was, was there. And then, uh, you know, and it was cool. It was a New York premiere. So like countless celebrities uh it was amazing yeah. and at one point i've been drinking a bit and you know and, and again i i my my wife and i were both drunk and i had 
gotten there because I said to my boss, like, hey, um, I'd really love to give my wife something to make her happy because you guys, <laughs> it's been rough. <laughs> <laughs> so, Which it probably uh, had been. Yeah, but not, you know, I don't, I don't want to like play the cancer card. Uh, but it I sounds did. like you did. I totally <laughs> yeah, I mean, did. Maybe totally didn't want did. to, but totally did. And it was, am- I mean, it was amazing. There was a ton of celebrities there and stuff. And we were, you know, like, um, I watched actually my, one of my clients, uh, uh, take, like get in the face of Uma Thurman and take a selfie and Uma Thurman. Uh, like, no. Yeah. But anyway, so I'm a drinking, I'm standing around just like staring at all the famous people and all of a sudden. James Lipton comes barreling towards me. <laughs> Apparently, I was in between wherever James Lipton was and where he wanted to be. <laughs> and I just, and he was moving in a way that was like, I, if I, like, he wasn't moving fast, but in a way that he was going to like plow me over because he's short, but he was wide. Yeah, he's stuck. Yeah. yeah. And so I quickly got out of the way and he just, didn't say excuse me, didn't anything, and he just he had broke through the me. wall like the Kool Aid man. You yeah. know he yeah. had to shit. Another really great uh, guest star is Anne's uh, dad. Um, God, who I'm blanking on. He was in Firefly. He's um, redhead, really funny. Went to Juilliard. Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk. Oh, Anne's so dad. I don't good. That. Yeah. He's amazing. Oh. He is. We talked off camera or off mic about uh, Gary Oldman, but Alan Tudyk is that guy who every once in a while his name will pop up and you're like, that's Alan Tudyk. Like he He's, hides. Yeah. So he went to Juilliard with a friend of mine's husband and then she started cheating on her husband with Alan Tudyk. Oh, wow. Oh. And we have the same birthday, her and I. And I think mm-hmm. all of you guys might know her. But um, she, she and Alan Tudyk started fucking on the ca- the coats at the party. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had to go in because people wanted to leave. You had to pull a coat out of a, out of a like, coitus, oh, Alan out of Tudyk. A, I went in, saw what was happening, turned around. Get, mm-hmm. Could you move your one dick so I can get all these coats out of here, Alan Tudyk? <laughs> That's good. Uh, I mean, this this also feels very Arrested Development, and that is a literal star fucker. Yeah, yes. <laughs> that is true. We got yeah, there. Um, do we want to rate Arrested? Yeah. Development? We do. Yeah. Wait, real quick Sorry. though, is the woman married to this man now? No, she's actually married to a, a different famous. Oh, person. Okay. Nathan Fillion now. <laughs> Everybody's dream, guys. Yeah. Uh, um, I will say, do we want to just say this is seasons one, two, yeah. three? Yeah, yeah. I think one, that's three, fair. Three, three, yep. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to make that cut. Back to 10. Okay. I'm still 10. You're saying 10? Okay. I'm going to go 975 only because as exemplified by Dan, some things are so complicated that it, it, I can't sit and watch a singular episode of the show. It doesn't quite work that way. That's maybe a a cheap knock, but 975 is a pretty damn good score. Yeah. I I, got to go 95 as well. I mean, it it just. Well, he said 75. I did 975. Okay. But. In my head, you gave me a you gave him a nine five. So uh, I got to No, I got to go nine five because, like, I guess as well, I could give nine five because of the same reason. Mm-hmm. I think it just it was a little ahead of its time, but I got to punish it for that in a way because it just it worked too hard. I don't know. I, it, my well, gut says nine five. I'm going nine five. Yeah, I, there you go. Yeah, I, I'm not even going to talk anymore. Okay, that's all right. Dan, do you want to rate it ten as well? 
that's fine. I would definitely rate it a 10, yeah. yeah. I mean, spe- especially the first three. Seasons. Well, that's the only thing we're talking about. Yeah, Nothing else happened. Saying, I, I think this, uh, yeah, it's pretty unassailable. Sorry, my spreadsheet's not working. Okay, here you go. Um, all right, so this is uh, number four. Uh, below Fleabag, Mash, and The Office. Oh, all right. Wow, not bad. Uh, I, I, who am in love with the show Mash, I'm shocked Mash has gotten that high. The other three, Office, Fleabag, and oh. Arrested Development, all make Mash complete sense. So Mash is so good. It's so good, though. Guys, you, you, I, you converted me to Mash. I was not into <laughs> Mash. For me, Mash was mansion, apartment, <laughs> and house. <laughs> yep, yep. And we got the and, house, guys. Uh, yep, we got, we the got house. me. The doctor house. We're playing with house money. <laughs> <laughs> it was a callback. Um, all right. So uh, this is a little meta stuff that might not be in the episode, but it's the next episode, our, our holiday Christmas I think so, yeah. Episodes? Okay. Uh, okay, so our next episode is going to we're going to do the Christmas, our yeah. favorite Christmas episodes. Um, and then after that, we'll most likely do something like our top three theme songs Ooh. or something like that. And then uh, we'll... We'll come back in the new year with the Big Bang. Yeah. So Ooh. starting off, starting 2021 with a Big Bang. Yeah. Ayo! Touchdown! <laughs> Sports. Uh, well, awesome. Well, that's it, right? Are we done? Yep. We- yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> Take us home, Michelle. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to another FM podcast about sitcoms. We would love it if you could rate, subscribe, and uh, give us a rating. That is the same thing as rate. Uh, I love you personally. Mm-hmm. I hope you're well. I'm Michelle. I'm Tobias Funke. <laughs> I'm I'm Stan Parmesan. Wait, no. Uh, <laughs> Gene I'm, Parmesan. I'm, uh, Gene Parmesan. I'm Luke Parmesan. Uh, I'm oh. Anvil. <laughs> Egg. Uh, and oh, we right. really hope you come back next week. Thank you. Bye. 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 This has been another effing podcast about sitcoms. The music for our theme song is by Ryan Satoy, and the lyrics and vocals are by our own Michelle Likowski. Our logo was created by Luke Ward. Follow us on Instagram, and if you could leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, well, we'd certainly appreciate it. Another effing podcast about sitcoms will return in this time slot next week. That's why you always leave a note.